Welcome into the Wiregrass High School Football Report brought to you by the radio people. This is your weekly look at all things high school football and the Wiregrass. I am your host, Philip Jordan, the in-studio producer and host for Nothing Wolves Football on 96.9, The Legend. Got a fantastic show planned for you guys this week. First, I'll be joined by Geneva County head coach Jim Bob Striplin to look at the upcoming season for the Bulldogs. And then I'll be joined by the voices of the Dothan Wolves, Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert as we look ahead to Dothan having their first game this Friday up in Birmingham against Hoover. But before we do all that, let you guys know where you can find the podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. And we did get a review last week, so at the very end of this podcast, I will read that review. You can also check out the show on the 95WTVY 96.9 The Legend and 16.7 KMX apps. And not only can you find this podcast there, you can also find Welcome to the Wiregrass, Wiregrass Weather Chat, and Wired with DC and John. So whether you have an Apple device or Android device, go to your app store, download the apps, you can find the podcast and listen to some great music as well. Anyways, we'll get into my first guest, Geneva County Head Coach Jim Bob Striplin. Alright, my first guest this week on the Wiregrass High School Football Report is Geneva County Head Coach Jim Bob Striplin. And uh, Coach Striplin, I do appreciate you taking the time once again uh, coming on the show. Hey, Phil. Thanks a lot, man. Anytime you guys uh, start calling, it means uh, we're about ready to play some football. So I'm just really, really uh, humbled that you guys will have me on again this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I know you was on the show uh, during the season last year. Had a fun time talking football with you then. And so I, I knew uh, you were one of the uh, the coaches I wanted to reach out to to have back on the show. So I do appreciate uh, you wanting to take the time because uh, there's no it's busy time getting ready for the season. And uh, so I want to start off with, and I uh, hope it's okay. I, I noticed you posted on Facebook you're going into your 20th uh, year coaching high school football. So just doing this your 20th year, uh, uh What's that feeling like? You know, you're going into that 20th year. Man, that's a good question. It's uh, when I look back and uh, realize I, I counted it up. You know, because you, you for <laughs> me, I just go year by year, just keep on grinding it out. You know, but all of a sudden you accumulated 20 years of experience, and uh, golly, it's been awesome. I've seen a lot of changes over the years, and uh, my first coaching experience was right out of uh, Auburn. Uh, uh, after I graduated with my uh, degree in physical education, I was able to get on the uh, Auburn high school staff uh for a spring there under uh, uh Dell Overton who was their quarterback's coach he let me help him and then I got on immediately at uh, Wadley High School uh Wadley High School in Randolph County with uh, Randy Sparks and golly we had a great experience up there out of my uh, eight years up there we were uh in the state semifinals four times so uh, uh it was a great experience went three years we went undefeated three four and five and uh man I thought man it's gonna be easy this coaching thing you know and uh <laughs> Uh, then I uh, was fortunate enough to get my first head coaching job at uh, New Brockton in 2008 and uh, was there for six years. Had a great time there, made some great uh, uh, lifelong friendships, had some great kids, and uh, still uh, keep contact with those kids on a regular basis. And uh, then I moved from there down to uh, Geneva as an offensive coordinator for two years under uh, Donnie Chastain and one year under uh, Les Sanders. Great guys, great staff, great friends down there. And uh, fortunately, I'm back home here in Hartford and starting my fifth year and uh just really excited about it i can't believe i've accumulated 
that kind of a resume and it seems like it just got started man it's just i can't believe i'm one of the older guys doing it now <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> um i mean not to kind of put you on the spot but when you look over to 20 years what, what's kind of a lot changed the most over the years that you know coaching and everything yeah i tell you what man it's a good question uh but an easy question at the same time like back in 2000 you know everything everything's still kind of old school back then you know you uh you really didn't have a lot of limitations on practice time and uh and those type of things that they have now restrictions the different restrictions they put in place as far as safety goes with the helmet helmet contact and those those type of things and uh uh you know uh and then as you progress down the line you know you see you see the game totally change and it's become more of a uh, offensive game now with the uh, different um different implementations of these uh, safety rules which hey, I, i'm all for but same because i'm an offensive guy you know <laughs> so but um you know it's just been a, a drastic change from uh um from that standpoint and then um as you see uh, the i think some other changes as you, as you see society kind of change you see um some different changes as well as far as uh, you know uh how you go by doing things uh, at, the, at the same time you know uh as 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 uh, different as it is from 2000 to now, you know, you've seen some changes, but at the same time, I think the game's, uh, uh, it's a fun game to play. We're getting more people involved with it now. And, uh, you know, I think uh, some of those changes needed to happen to uh, keep it going, to be honest with you. Oh, uh, when you get getting ready for this upcoming season, of course, I mean, off season like no other, uh, just, you know, what's the excitement for this season for you? You know, getting your team together, you know, you're getting ready. I know on the 28th, y'all will play, uh, Wicksburg. So just what's the excitement for the 2020 season? Well, the interesting thing was, you know, uh, during the quarantine, you, uh, just kept your fingers crossed, hope you guys were uh, doing what you needed to do to stay in shape, et cetera. And, you know, of course, who knows <laughs> if everybody <laughs> did or not, but, but the the cool thing was um, when we finally got back out there back in June when they uh, lifted the regulations to the point where we could actually get a summer summer workout program started, the kids were just really happy and really excited about being out there. And they I think they uh, the connections that they took for granted uh, for so long um, uh, they really appreciated it a lot more. So I've, I mean I've seen some kids who just really came back out and embraced being around their friends, being around their coaches, and uh, you know people are, are made to be around each other you know so i think that that's one thing we got to be careful of as we move forward with all these different rules and different uh things we're going to have to do to to uh, move forward with the coronavirus we got to be careful not to uh, pull people too far back as far as their social connections because i think that's uh, a big part of somebody's growing growing up and their uh, learning curve and uh, we need to make sure we keep that happening uh, how important was during that time when you're not you know with your players, but just kind of like some, the players, you know, within themselves, taking it upon themselves to take on more of a leadership role with each other, stay connected with each other. Well, fortunately for me this year, we've got some really great leadership. I'm very, I've really been pleased with uh, a couple of our kids. How they've kind of embraced shoulders, starting with uh, my quarterback, uh, Will Birdsong, and he's, uh, his best friend is Emmanuel Henderson, our running back, and those two guys have really done me a favor and, uh, taking the reins on making sure everybody is, uh, you know, communicated with. And, uh, you know, they've conducted some workouts on their own with some of the other guys. And they just, uh, you know, i got a group of guys right now that love sports in general. You know, they, I've got all our basketball players out for football, and we've got all our football players out for basketball and baseball. And uh, it's just really uh, been encouraging because of two or three guys have stepped up and and, uh, and encouraged their uh, friends to participate and, and to uh, get those workouts in in the offseason when we couldn't quite get together like we needed to. So really excited about it.
really encouraging. Uh, you talk about uh, running back Emmanuel Henderson, huge numbers last year, Dothan Eagle Male Athlete of the Year, all the college offers that are out there. Uh, just uh, for him, what does he do, you know, to open up things for everybody else? I mean, because such a tremendous talent like that, it's got to be something, too, that really helps everybody else at the same time. And I tell you what, it's been a really outstanding experience here. You know, uh, I think I told you before, I graduated from high school here in 1995, so I'm, I'm all about um, uh, Bulldog pride here at Geneva County High School. But, you know, um, Emmanuel's uh, growing um, uh, fame, you know, with this recruiting and everything going on. He's really taking it in stride. At the same time, uh, other kids are noticing that. They they know that he works hard and he deserves all the accolades he gets. So, um um, you know, all that talk, coach talk that we've been telling them over the years, you know, how you got to work hard to get this, you got to work hard to get that. I mean, obviously, um, uh, it's easy to say, and, but now, and, and harder to get somebody to do, but when you see somebody's hard work paying off, you know, it's, uh, it helps those other kids who might be on the fence to, uh, come on over and, uh, join us. And that's exactly what's happened. Um, a lot of kids are, um, uh, look up to him and, man, he's just, uh, uh, a great kid to have on your team because he does make everybody better. You know, that's one thing we always talk about. You know, what does a great leader do? Well, I mean, look at all the great leaders. You know, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, you know, Larry Bird, those type guys. I mean, they, they're they great, yeah, but they make people around them better. And uh, he's doing that right now. I'm really excited to be a part of it. Uh, what's your passing game when, of course, you know, when you have a player like Manny Hinch, what, what does he do for your passing game? And, like, you know, I guess it's kind of – it's almost the same question, I know, but opening up things uh, for other ways with offense. Yeah, let's look at it from the X's standpoint, and we just kind of covered it from the uh, overall uh, um, leadership standpoint. But, yeah, I mean, when I'm calling plays, I mean, my number one objective is to make people cover the whole field. So uh, – and, and number two, I – the way I like to do that is I like to keep people guessing on what we're going to do and what we're going to line up with Emmanuel. And uh, we move them around quite a bit, so it's hard to hard to uh, say, hey, we're going to put two or three guys out here to do this or that because we're going to line them up in multiple uh, positions. But, uh, you know, for me, uh, just, just to kind of generalize it, you know, we'll, we'll use them on an outside run game, and then at the same time we've got a strong bootleg passing game. And... You know, I mean, when you're talking about having a running back that's that talented, you know, you got to put all your eggs in that basket so you can't do both. You can't stop his – it's going to be tough to stop a running game and a passing game. Mm -hmm. Uh, And at the same same time, um, you know, we do line him up at receiver as well. So uh, it's going to be – you know, my job is to be to uh, make sure we're multiple in our – in our in the ways we use him so we can keep the defense from being able to – uh, overload or, or play for a certain thing is going to happen. If I can keep the numbers equal on both sides of the ball and both sides of the center, you know, um, how they're lining up, then I feel like we got our, if we can get numbers, you know, he's going to make his man miss. So that gives us a better chance to mathematically to uh, have a successful play. So <laughs> it's going to be an exciting season. I mean, you know, uh, we scored a lot of points last year, and I think, uh, you know, uh, if we can keep it together and stay healthy, we'll have a chance to have another good offense. Uh, before I swap over to your on, on your on the defense side of ball, uh, offensive line, you got three starters coming back there, and that's got to be huge too for your team having that uh, consistency and guys that you know would experience on the on the offensive line. It is, and uh, with that being said, it's, it's allowed us to really make defense our focal point. You know, this these uh, first couple of weeks of practice. I mean, um, yeah, I've got Jackson Hess coming back at right tackle. I've got uh, Sam Parker coming back at center. Both those guys are seniors. Then I got Sam Gooden 
uh, the other tackle, uh, brings a lot of experience to the table. He's a junior. And, uh, uh, you know, those guys, they know our terminology, you know, they're, so, I mean, we're, we're, we're in really good shape offensively simply because it, you know, it'll also be my fifth year here. And, you know, I've made a point to, uh, um, stick with the same terminology the whole way. So when somebody does roll up into the system, they'll, uh, uh, the, the older guys can pass the knowledge down to them. But, you know, at the same time, with that experience on offense, we can turn the attention to the defensive side. And that's really what we've uh, got to do to get better this year. And you bring it up on defense, and then I was doing some reading, getting ready for our co- our conversation here this evening. Uh, you had to play a lot of younger players on defense last year, uh, from some quotes I saw from you. Uh, you know, you look back now when going into this season, how valuable was it for them to get that experience last year? And now, would you have in nine starters coming back? You know, the uh, thing about our team last year, I mean, offensively, obviously, we have a manual on offense. I mean, you don't have to be perfect to. Uh, to get good results and um defensively um and, and going back to the offense again i mean you can work around your weaknesses on offense but at the same time on defense it's you know the a good offensive team is going to find your uh, weaknesses immediately and yeah you're right we did start uh, at sometimes four maybe five guys eighth grader uh, excuse me ninth graders those guys were all on our junior high team as well we had a really good we actually went undefeated on the junior high team and i got those uh uh, three of those main linebackers coming back this year. So, um, you know, those, those guys with some good experience under the belt. Um, and then again, the, the success they had on the junior high squad. Um, I, I really feel that we're moving in the right direction on the defense. And, uh, yeah, so hey, there's a big difference when a ninth grade kid and a 10th grade kid. And <laughs> I'm sure you've heard before, anytime there's old coaching adage, anytime you start a ninth grader, it's a, you know, however many you start throughout the year, that's how many losses you have. And we actually had six losses. So <laughs> maybe that's right, you know. So, so uh, we'll see if we can uh, take the older, take these tenth graders and do something a little bit better with them. Uh, you know, so when you look, you see, of course, like I said, you open up the season with Wicksburg, and then after that, you will get into region play uh, at Cottonwood. Uh, but when you look at the season, uh, you know, you got Geneva County folks listening to this podcast; they happen to listen to it. Uh, uh, what else do you have on your mind for this upcoming season? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean. Um, I really feel like we're going to be an improved team. I feel really good with uh, where we are personnel-wise. X's and O's, participation's great. Um, you know, and uh, we have high expectations. And uh, But then let's look at our schedule. Yeah, you're right. Man, Wicksburg's always tough. They're a bigger school. You know, way more numbers than we have. Um, you know, where they're, uh, they're always going to have some bigger, stronger guys and uh, make you uh, earn every, every yard you get. But then if you look down at Cottonwood, they got a new coach, man. They're going to be coming up. They're going to be strong. They're going to be hungry. Uh, I was just looking on AL.com today. I looked at um, the uh, 2A programs to, to uh, be a favorite to win a 2A state title this year. And they had uh, Leroy being the top program. They felt like they had the best chance to win it, you know, uh, according to the sports writers. And uh, then if you look down the list not too far, you got Eric. They put that team up there pretty high, which is uh, third game on our schedule. <laughs> <laughs> then you got Abbeville, who's always good. Geneva, I think they went. Uh, uh, I think they actually went eight and two last year. Outstanding year by them. Then you got Elba in there, man. There's a perennial powerhouse. Houston County's got a new coach with Chip Harris. Does a great job. Look at GW Long. I mean, down here, second half of the schedule. Um, I mean, they're they were just a uh, couple of plays away from being a, a you know semifinal team. Uh, you know, Zion Chapel's always hungry. Always got some big strong guys, and uh, then Slocum, big. Big rival. They got a couple of really good running backs over there too. So, uh, Coach Tisdale does an outstanding job with them. So, really, I mean, there's 
really solid schedule. I mean, every week is going to be a, uh, a week you got to really be good, and uh, you can't make any mistakes. Otherwise, you'll be staring, you know, 500 in the face in a heartbeat. So uh, uh, that schedule is going to keep us on our on our toes. But at the same time, um, what we're trying to do over here is just take care of, take care of what we're doing and uh, and uh, put the best team we can on the field on Friday nights. Absolutely, and uh, I'll be looking forward because I do the school board update on the during the Dothan Wolf broadcast. I'll be keeping an eye on what Geneva County is doing every single week, and I do appreciate you taking the time once again. And I hope team has all the uh, best of luck this season too, Coach. And I hope maybe we can uh, we can do this again sometime during the season. Hey, Philip, I appreciate it, man. We're uh, we're going to keep our uh, keep our um, fingers crossed and uh, keep praying that we can have a uh, full season without. Uh, Without any uh, serious uh, setbacks, um, you know, it's going to be a challenge for a lot of us. But uh, at the same time, uh, we're going to grit our teeth and try to make this happen and uh, and uh, make the most of it come what may. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Anytime, anytime. I always appreciate you when you come on the show. Yes, sir, man. You guys have a good night and uh, go dogs. Everybody joining me next on this week's Wiregrass High School Football Report is the Voices of the Dothan Wolves on 96.9 The Legend, uh, Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert. And uh, fellas, I do appreciate you coming on. It's a game week, first game this Friday night with Hoover as the Wolves head up to Birmingham. And I do appreciate you guys coming on the show. Glad to be here. Hey, glad to be on, as always. Yeah, glad to be on, as always. Philip. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It is exciting times. I know. Maybe there were points we was kind of <laughs> wondering what was going to happen. Uh, and then we're actually playing a week earlier uh, than Dothan was originally scheduled to do so. Uh, they were supposed to originally schedule on the twenty eighth, but things got changed there. And uh, that's where I wanted to, to kind of start the, the interview, the conversation off with just the excitement level for you guys for high school football season to return. I guess I'll start with you, Jerry. Uh, what's your excitement level? What are you excited about? Well, you know really excited about seeing uh, some of those guys last year, especially around Dothan Wolves, that played some last year but didn't start. And if you look on the offensive side of the ball for the Wolves this year, you got two key players that are going to be some shoes to have to be filled early, especially going against Uber. You know, you got Jamal Lane last year, quarterback. And you've got, you know, wide receiver and return specialist, Jabri Barber. And that's going to be the big thing, I think, uh, Philip is replacing those two people, but I think the biggest deficit is going to who's going to be that return specialist? Because last year, Jabri scored a lot of touchdowns on punts and kickoffs, and also you know looking at the Wolves' offensive line, you had five seniors last year, so you've got to fill those gaps. So the big excitement for me is, you know, on offense for the Wolves, how are you going to fill those gaps and who they're going to be. Who are those going to be those outstanding players to fill those slots for the Wolves this year? How about you, Ken? Uh, what part of the start season starting uh, kind of excites you, and what are you looking for? Well, I think the move up to seven A, uh, we knew that was coming, but but now you're playing, uh, you know, week in and week out, some some teams. And, and look, I'm I'm not discounting the six A schedule we played last year. We played a tough schedule. But now you're playing some teams, and it's like we're going to talk about Hoover, obviously, to get started, but but including you know Central of Phoenix City and Auburn and Prattville, and and so those teams are now in your region, and um, you know it's interesting. You can look at 
uh, your your top high school athletes in Alabama, and we can see how they're ranked. And and now we're playing a lot of those teams. We'll get to watch play or or hear the broadcast on a Friday night. Some of an article. So I think that's exciting. And you know, uh, Coach Grider has always said, let's let's play the best if we want to be the best. So we're going to get to see those teams week in and week out. I look forward to some of them coming into Rip Hughes, and, and we've got some good ones coming in uh, for this schedule, obviously this year. And I think to see how we're going to do in that move and uh, and just enjoy watching you know, Alabama football at its best is what I'm excited about. You know, and looking at it, it really is a loaded uh, region that Dothan's going to be playing in. Of course, they're ranked at eighth, and you got Auburn, they're ranked fifth. Central Phoenix, they're at number two. Uh, you got Prattfield, they're ranked 10th. And, hey, even Enterprise got two votes in the ranking. So a lot of good teams in this region. And I guess I'll throw mine out there for the season, too, what I'm excited about. And this is kind of something I think I talked a lot about when we did the pregame show during last year's broadcast. I'm really interested in the defense because, you know, last year going into the season, Coach Grider even said in, in publications and interviews that the defense may take a couple weeks to get adjusted. The offense should be fine. The defense, you know, we've got to figure some things out there. First half of the season, they were giving up a lot of points. But second half of the year, including the playoff game, they were only giving up 17 points a game. So the defense really played really, really well toward the end of the year. And I guess I'll start with you, Ken, get your thoughts, and then Jerry, yours. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about that with the defense kind of carrying that momentum they had last year? Yeah, I think so, and, and that's one of the things we kind of picked up in, in watching the scrimmage. The defense seemed to be really getting the best of the offense, and it was hard to tell because you're running in ones and twos and different different levels there. But, you know, when I look at the defense, I think probably your secondary, uh, your defensive backfield is going to be that, – that's where your, your senior leadership is in a lot of cases. And You've got guys that played last year like Cam Dalsey, uh, Jalen Faison, uh, Colby Reese is back. Nick Bowden is back. Elijah Swain. So you got five, you know, a lot game experience, a lot of game experience in that group. And then uh, if you remember Tay Ramey, we called the bus last year, short yardage specialist. He played a lot of linebacker late last year, and he'll be a starter on that side along with Jordan Harris. And uh, I think where you're really going to be tested, and we lost a lot of big names on that defensive front, like Kevin Wynn is gone, Montavious Johnson is gone, T.J. Lewis. But you still have uh, Chevelle Condry is back and Gavin Cruz are back, and both of those are seniors. This defense is a senior-laden defense. I think you got one junior out there and some of the guys we haven't met yet. And uh, so – I think they'll play well, and I think you've got uh, some depth there uh, based on what we saw. So, yeah, I would be excited about them for sure. What about you, Jerry? Yeah, that's exactly right. Now, those are the names I was going to mention as returners. You know, you looked at last year's seniors, and uh, Ken mentioned some of them, and, and uh, you know, Donald Green's out there, Myron Bale, uh, T.J. Lewis, which Ken mentioned, and Preston Whitaker. Johnson, he mentioned, you know, those are the guys that we called out a lot making big plays last year uh, for the Wolves. Uh, but but like Ken said, you know, you're going to have two returning defensive linemen, and that's probably where your experience is going to be probably lacking uh, is, is you got those two guys coming back, but who's going to fill those other slots on the defensive front? You know, and, 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 you know, last year, about midway through the season, I think they changed from, from Ty Ram, uh, Ramey to go to defensive linebacker. 
So he got some playing time there behind T.J. Lewis. Uh, but, you know, I think another question is Kobe Reese got hurt early in the season last year. Can correct me, but I don't even know if he even made it to the first game before he had a, uh, an injury that took him out for the season. So hopefully he's going to be coming back strong to really help that defense back. And, and you know, we, we, and we'll talk about this some more, about 7A football is so much spread out now uh, offensive to where you've got to have corners in the right position you got to have safeties to cover that deep pass. Or, or, you know, you can get burned pretty easy. So uh, that defensive back is going to be key, I think, this year for the, for the Dothan High Wolves. And, you know, of course, and y'all mentioned it a little, you know, a little bit there. Of course, Jalen White, I mean, we mentioned him, that he is the, uh, the running back. We talked a lot about him in May when we did our offseason catch up and a replacing quarterback Jamal Lane with Bauer Sharp comes in which he did get playing time last year and with new offense coordinator J.D. Atkins and kind of start this one off was you Jerry I mean he was with the staff last year obviously as the offensive line coach he's going to be doing quarterbacks and the offensive coordinator uh, I don't know how what kind of conversations y'all have with him or other coaches uh, what do y'all think he brings to this offense well one thing Last year, Ken and I saw a lot of, of, of J.D. because he was right beside us in the booth or right next to us uh, in, 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 the, uh, in the broadcast booth. So he was really eyes on, uh, I'm going to say in the tower in the booth, of what he saw out of, out of our competition's defense, what plays to look good at, what plays may break down their defense. So I think that one-year experience would definitely help, Philip, of being in the booth and seeing – how some of these teams have uh, spread out and what they run against. Talking to Coach Grider uh, about a month ago, we kind of went through um, some of the coaching changes, especially the teams Dothan will be facing this year. And, and there's been a lot of turnover uh, or, or changes. And A, new teams are playing, but B, also new coaches. Uh, a lot of these coaches, like 6A, uh, Coach Grider has faced and knows what kind of offense and defense they ran. This year will be different. There's probably four or five teams in the region, at least, that Coach Grider's never coached against. But only them will tell what kind of schemes they run offensively and defensively. How about you, Ken? Yeah, I think you're in good hands with Coach Atkins there. And it's, uh, you know, as an offensive line coach and, and one thing that last year stood out to me is this is a very technical uh, guy in terms of skills and teaching. You watch him work with those offensive linemen last year and just some things, you know, a lot of people just would think offensive line in the trenches, it's all about just coming off the ball and being tough. And, and sir, that's a big part of it. But, you know, to watch him teach just some of that skill set in, in the detail that he would teach that. And that's going to serve him well, and I think in the offensive coordinator position. So you're going to see, you know, pretty much this same offense we saw the Wolves run last year. They're going to run the read option. They're going to try to get the ball outside on the edges. You're going to see uh, Bauer Sharp and his size keep that ball and make some of these linebackers who are smaller than him try to tackle him. And if you can spread the field out like that, and then you hand it off to, uh, to Jalen White – and then let him break loose. And so you're going to see a, a very, very similar offense, I believe, in what we saw last year. And, and you got that same support staff who was there, and, and Coach Cooper and Crawford, Coach McGee, 
working on that offensive side of the ball. So I think you're in good hands. And, you know, it may it may take a game or two. You you hate that uh, – I, I won't say hate. I think Hoover's a great start. But, wow, that's a tough one to, to start with uh, in trying out your offense. But I think you'll, you'll be one of those. We'll see them improve, just like most high school teams, week to week. And because, uh, remember, you missed your whole seven-on-seven drills over the summer. And so – they're going to need that time to, to throw and catch and, and just get a little more experience. Yeah, it's kind of – and I worry about this at all levels of football, not just at the high school level, but how offenses will look to start the season because, you know, like you just mentioned, Ken, uh, there's going to be a lot of teams out there. You know, obviously everybody had this issue. You didn't have the reps during the summer and the spring that you normally would have. Right. So I kind of that is that's kind of something I'm interested in seeing uh, how all these uh, all the teams do look when he when we do kick off uh, with the uh, with the season this Friday. And another thing, of course, something I mean, it doesn't impact the broadcast, but it does impact the teams. And that's the guidelines for this upcoming season uh, due to COVID-19 and what they're doing to, you know, to keep players safe, you know, social distancing when they can on the field. And there's so many different things we could go over here. So I'm not going to go each one by one, but I just want to start with each one of you and start with you, Ken. Uh, what's one of them that really sticks out to you? Well, I guess probably just from the sideline, they're going to spread the sideline out a little bit and go from the 10 to the 10 so you can separate players a little bit more down there. So you'll you'll see that sideline spread out, and you'll see a lot less people on the sideline. We know that's for sure in terms of, you know, there's not going to be administration down there and, and probably not going to be much media uh, on the sideline. So trying to keep that room there. And, uh, and and then the other big part, I think, is just going to be the limitations you're going to have in the stadium at Rip Hughes and then all the stadiums will go to is, you know, it's going to be a percentage of uh, fans who can be there. So in some cases, home field advantage uh, may not be as much of a home field advantage and uh, we'll have to figure that out as the week goes. But I think that's the two big ones, obviously. How about you, Jerry? Well, I, I think uh, just like Ken said about spreading players out from the 10 to the 10, uh, and, and we may talk about this later, but, you know, in a scrimmage that, that Ken and I was able to, to go and watch, he saw coaches try that in a scrimmage. All the, all, you know, all 80-plus players were on the sidelines 10 to 10, but with the game moving so fast, I need to do a substitute. I've got to make sure that that student athlete is right by my side. So I've got to make sure that I've, I've got them grouped properly uh, because the game is moving so fast and you try to make a, a change, you've got to have that, that athlete right beside you. Uh, one other thing, too, is going to be, I think, uh, and Ken mentioned this earlier in the week when we were talking about timeouts. You know, mm-hmm. Timeouts may get a little bit longer, uh, and two, bringing those things to the sidelines, what kind of distance you got to have there, if any, because that's when a lot of times coaches will make a, a changing situation on a drive and or not. And, you know, so it's going to give them a little bit more time, I think, to, to put some things together, I think, with those, with those timeout breaks. Yeah, and I, I forgot to mention this. Y'all, y'all have brought the scrimmage a couple of times. Just and my whole thing with that is just kind of there were fans there uh, watching and uh, checking out the Wolves. Uh, what was the energy and the excitement level of the fans that were there? You know, I guess you start with you, Jerry. Well, I think, and, and, and this is one thing Ken and I was able to, 
kind of get close to the team after the scrimmage. And, and one thing Coach Grider mentioned uh, to the team, look, guys, we got to get excited. Look at all these people that come out just to watch a scrimmage. Mm-hmm. You know, just to be the, the first night they got together. So I think there was a lot of excitement there. Uh, probably, I would say, three, 400 people were there just to watch it. Of course, they kept their distance. And if you've ever been to uh, Dothan High uh, practice field on the other side of the track, everybody was lined up there. Ken and I were kind of on the player side just trying to get some information, get ready for, for broadcasting uh, purposes. But, uh, but uh, I think uh, really saw the excitement in the kids saying, okay, we've been practicing a couple of weeks now with just us. And coming out and seeing, you know, 300, 400 people just to come watch a scrimmage, I think really got their excitement up. How about you, Ken? Yeah, I think so. There were a lot of people there, and, and we posted a couple of pictures uh, out on Twitter of just – you could see the crowd in the backfield, and, and of course, a lot of those are parents, and they're just kind of hungry to to see how this team's going to do. I'm with Jerry. You could see the excitement with these young men ready to play, and uh, I, I remember one instance where, and I can't remember if it was offensive defense, but one of the players was was frustrated coming to the sideline. One of the coaches was talking to him, and the frustration was basically over. He only got in like a couple of plays, and they substituted him in and out, and that was just the nature of the scrimmage because you're running ones and twos and threes. They went for a solid hour without taking a break because you're just constantly rotating. And so some of these guys are just so hungry to play, and you're trying to get everybody in. You just felt like, man, I just got there and got to got to play under my belt, and they're already you know got somebody else in. So that's a good thing. You got people that that you want to be out there and and want to be given their all. So I think, uh, you know, now they're into game week, and uh, it'll slow down a little bit here uh, toward the end of this week, obviously. But they're in that preparation mode, and you know that uh, that level of excitement is just building for these young men. Yeah, and uh, we've we've been talking all about excitement here in our conversation here. And of course, we are excited about this Friday night on the 21st where Dothan will head up to Birmingham. You guys will be up there in the broadcast booth. I'll be in the studio producer and uh, doing the scoreboard update and all that stuff. Of course, you got everybody listening. You can listen on 96.9 The Legend. Pre-game starts 645. Kickoff is at 7. And uh, so we talk about Hoover and obviously this was not the original opening game. Originally, they were going to open on the 28th against Bainbridge. Things got turned around. Playing Hoover on the 21st and Park Crossing got put in that 28th spot in the second week of the season. So start off with you, Ken, uh, going into this game. What are you looking for? Well, it's, uh, you know, in one word, it, it's Hoover. And, yeah. uh, you know, we, we had a chance to play them in the spring game last year. And when you think about high school football in Alabama, that's one of the, the names at the top of the list. I, I looked up. Hoover as a program, if you go back and count the, the few years as Barry High School, they won 13 state championships, not three or four or seven or eight, 13 <laughs> state championships. So, you know, this is a, a group that knows how to build a program. And, and certainly uh, I think you're going to see, uh, you know, the same excitement on their side of the ball. Uh, they come with a lot of experience because they're going to have a lot of players and uh, I think you're just going to have to be ready for a physical game and you're going to have to be ready, you know, to, to defend every part, every aspect of the game. So, you know, coaches talk about the three phases, obviously offense, defense, and special teams, and you're going to have to be prepared to uh, play every one of those because 
uh, one of the things, and Jerry and I talked about some of these players, but uh, you, you don't think about very often, Hoover has a five-star long snapper that I believe he, I don't know if he committed yet, but uh, I think Alabama was on his list. This is like a number 11 in the nation long snapper. That's his craft. That's just something you don't hear much about anymore. So, you know, every part of the game you have to be prepared to play. They're, they're not going to have many letdowns. And, uh, and, but, you know, again, it's Hoover, so it's easy to get excited about them. You don't have to get your team pumped up. And uh, I think this is the kind of game that you want to play if you're the Dustin Woods. And over to you, Jerry. Uh, what are you looking for against Hoover on Friday night? Yeah, just like just like Ken said, it, it is Hoover we're playing in their backyard. Uh, you know, none of the rosters have really been finalized yet, but just looking at last year, they had forty juniors, forty juniors on a probably an eighty-five, ninety-nine roster, where a team like Hoover, you pretty much only had juniors and seniors maybe two or three sophomores. But not taking away from that, I think it's going to be the start. First quarter, I think, tell a lot. Uh, seven on seven, uh, there's still going to be some rust there, I think, because that was not uh, participated in this year, where where normally you can kind of tell what you're up against. And, but, uh, but I think the first quarter is going to be key for both these teams going into Friday night. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And, you know, we were talking off air. It's it's amazing when you look at Hoover. Josh Nibble, he's been there 12 years, uh, 45 and 6 playoff record, six state titles. They come in here, reigned at number number four. They lost in the semifinals to Thompson last year. So it is going to be uh, a, <laughs> it is, it doesn't feel like he's been there that long, but he has. He's, he's running a great program up there in Hoover, and it's going to be fun. I can't wait till Friday night to, to hear you guys on the call and another year of. Dothan Wolves football on 96.9 The Legend. And I guess before we close this out, let you guys a uh, uh, final words or whatever you got to say. And uh, Jerry, first off, for you, any final words? And if the people want to follow you online, where can they find you? Yeah, they can definitely find us uh, on the air, of course, Friday night. We, we do, and, and I'll let Ken uh, share his thoughts about uh, uh, the Twitter page kind of have out. But, you know, really just looking at uh, a running back, who's very, very highly recruited now, and that's going to be Jalen White at, at Oakland, um, and then Sharp at quarterback. Uh, Byers uh, threw the ball well scrimmage-wise. Of course, now you know now we're going up against competition. But, uh, but I think, uh, uh, you know, he had a lot of poise in the scrimmage we saw and, and really just looking exciting uh, for what's going to happen, I think, this year in Dothan Wolves football. How about you, Ken? Yeah, I echo that. We talked about defense, but uh, you have some weapons on offense. And those receivers, even though you're missing a Jabri Barber, who's at, at Troy now, but uh, names like Jay Farmer and C.J. Shackelford, they make. And you, you still have some weapons there uh, along with Jalen and, and a good backup in Jatavius Vickers and some others that we don't know their names yet, I know. So I, I think you're going to see an explosive offense. Could be a, a big play offense, and that's always fun for the fans and, and speaking of fans if you're traveling to hoover uh best thing to do is to get your tickets early most of the high schools are going to the uh, gofan.co where you can just get your electronic ticket a lot of the stadiums aren't even selling the paper ticket so uh, that way you know when you get there even though if you're going to have a, a reduced percentage in the stadiums if you have your ticket already in advance 
that you can get in the stadium and take people to drive three hours and find out that, oh, I'm sorry, we've we filled up. So do that. Hopefully you'll be able to travel and, and uh, watch these guys play this year. And obviously with um, with everybody trying to be a little extra careful, if you can't travel, if you can't come out to Rip Hughes during the year, please listen to us online. And, and Jerry mentioned the Twitter page. You can just find us at Dothan Wolves Football Radio. And uh, we want to hear from you. That's why that page is out there. We're going to try to post pictures. But we love to hear your feedback. And uh, if there's something that, that we can uh, do as far as informing you, uh, get a picture of where we are or let you know something uh, that's going on during game time, we try to answer those. So it's hard to believe here we are about to start again. We seem like we've waited and waited. And now it feels like it's, uh, it's jumped on us pretty quick. But excited about Friday nights again. Absolutely. I cannot wait till Friday night to, to get this thing started and hear and see how the Wolves do this season. And once again, guys, I do appreciate y'all taking the time to uh, to come on this week's edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. And uh, I guess I'll talk to you guys later in the week. Thank you, Philip. Thanks, Philip. Appreciate it. All right. Lastly, before we get out of here for the week, told you at the top of the show if you're on apple podcast please subscribe rate and review but if you leave a review i will read it on a future edition of the show and got a review last week on tuesday of course last week's show featured abbeville head coach lebron stewart and wdhn sports director michael rinker but hive nation dad gave a five-star review thank you for that as well said i love the show and abbeville wasn't ranked that's crazy, but it's okay. These kids love being underdogs. And Dothan will beat Hoover. So Hive Nation Dad, really appreciate that review. And if you want to hear a review of yours read on the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts and leave one. Or you can always hit me up on social media at P. Jordan SCC, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to send some positive feedback or any kind of feedback, really hit me up there and I will read it on the show got a question same thing there and also remember you can find the podcast on google play podcast you can also check it out on our apps the 95.5 wtvy 96.9 the legend and 106.7 kmx apps great apps podcasts are very easy to find on there really when you load the app the podcasts are right there it's right there in front of you so you don't really have to go anywhere just click the icon start listening to some great podcasts you can find welcome to the wiregrass wiregrass weather chat wire with dc and john and many more podcasts on our fantastic apps so really appreciate it if you guys would go out and do that and this friday night of course on 96.9 the legend we will have football in your ears uh, when the dothan wolves head to birmingham to take on hoover it's gonna be fun looking forward to it pregame 645 kickoff is at 7 and on Thursday night on 96.9 as well. Make sure to check out the Coach Smitty Grider Coaches Show. Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert will be talking to Coach every single week, uh, getting ready for the season for this one. But they'll, a lot of shows they'll be recapping with Coach the week before and looking ahead to the upcoming opponents. A lot of good stuff coming your way, high school football related when it comes to podcasts, radio, all good stuff. It's this exciting time, high school football season is here so i'm gonna get out of here hope everybody has a fantastic week everybody treat each other well this week and i will talk to you next week anyways guys the next time bye-bye